You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Guys, we're coming to you live from Becky's iPhone on the hey. couch. We had to improvise a little bit. The uh, computer is not cooperating right now. Unfortunately. And I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's an accurate representation of where we're at, oh, though, in the yes, week. Yes, 100%. So it's Thursday, which tomorrow's Friday, so we're all good. Yeah. But, wow, this it's, week has been a lot. In the words of Jonathan Van Ness, we are strugs to funk <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yes, like my um, brain is not working. Yeah, like most of the week my voice has been in and out. Like early in the week I was like, hey guys. <laughs> um, so I'm actually really surprised that my voice is still like kicking right yeah, now. Yeah, it just sounds very deep and yeah. sultry. Like I wish my voice was like this all the time, but that my throat didn't hurt. Right, right. That would be ideal I for I the pot. Yeah. I used to like when I got colds because I feel like it made me sound mysterious <laughs> and like cool. <laughs> um, so when I posted about the Monday episode, so yeah. Don always makes fun of me because I like shorten things all the time. Yeah. And he, it's like kind of one of his pet peeves too and I do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, so like if we go get sushi, I'm like, oh, let's go get sushi. <laughs> um, and so this Monday, usually we say like on the pod or whatever. Yeah. Um, but on my Instagram store, I was like, new ep on the pod. And he was like, really? <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, yes. Yes, I am. I love shortening things. Me too. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm trying to think of... I feel like I did one recently where I was like, this is a little obnoxious, <laughs> but... But it's I fine. always say the huge. Oh, the huge. I've, yeah, I feel like that's, that's like normal. That's like Yeah, one. like yeah. my everyday right. sentence. I always right. say the huge. Yeah. Of the huge. Right. On yeah. the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say like Monday, like on month. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's now like, we're just grunting at this point. <laughs> literally not forming words. Hopefully this is even recording. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, guys. <laughs> it's recording. That's where we're at. Um, so we really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, we had Carla Romo, yes. who is a boss. She's amazing. She just has this like incredible energy what a great energy and confidence yeah i could have talked to her forever yeah and even so um she lives in los angeles so we um did a skype interview and even over skype you could feel that energy like yeah. coming from the computer yeah it was amazing i know she is a present yeah she definitely does and just so positive yeah and happy and, yeah and yeah. we asked her so many so as you guys know beck and i are both married but we kind of pulled our single lady friends before this episode <laughs> before this episode um to just get some of like 
I feel like hot topic yeah, questions. Yeah, because I mean, we're not in the dating world. I don't yeah. know how the apps work. I'm basically a grandma. So. The tin and the hinge. <laughs> the tin. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, we talked to Carla about a lot about self worth and self care mm-hmm. before even getting into a relationship, and then we went through um, a couple of the dating questions that mm-hmm. we thought were very interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, she just kind of laid it out really simply. I yeah. felt like. Um, yeah, like I was expecting these complex answers, and it's just not. It's just like, oh, so like you need to like be a normal human being. <laughs> like that's how you date. Okay, yeah. I got it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so it was a really interesting episode. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you get some answers to your burning questions if you had them. Um, and you can find Carla at IamCarlaRomo.com and IamCarlaRomo on Instagram. Um, and we really hope you look her up. Even if you are in a committed relationship, she's just, mm-hmm. like, a great person to mm-hmm. follow. Yeah. Very inspiring. Positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram. We love talking with you guys there. Um, we definitely keep it light. We have our, you know, funny posts mm-hmm. that maybe we only think are funny, but... I, I think, think everybody pretty good. thinks it's funny. <laughs> um, and then don't forget to request to join our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been having some great discussions mm-hmm. as we get close to the end of this year, which is nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like 70 days left in the year, which is insane. Um, but we're hoping to just finish 2018 off strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Facebook group is super exclusive. Detox and chill Facebook group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) So go and join the Facebook group. It's awesome. We love it. We love you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Silver Fern. One of our favorite brands. We had Charity Light and their chief nutritionist on a few weeks ago. um, And we're so excited that they're sponsoring us. I have been using the protein powder for a while now and have been loving it. It's completely plant-based and also have has probiotics in it, which is so nice. It's kind of unheard of. Yeah, very efficient. I, As I've said before, I love efficiencies. Um, so I've been using that and the Tino, which is their fiber powder. Um, and that has made a world of difference. So adding that flavorless powder to my drinks, smoothies, even water... Um, is a game changer and also very efficient. So love getting that in. So efficient. Um, And I also recently just got the protein powder. I'd heard you talk about it so much and Charity loved it. So it is just as good as you guys said. I'm kind of transitioning into trying to do a morning smoothie. So I'd been stuck in a breakfast rut for a really long time. Um, And this just makes them delicious. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It's so creamy Mm -hmm. and it truly tastes like chocolate. It's so good. It's like a treat for breakfast. Um, And I personally have struggled with a lot of gut health issues. So I absolutely love Silver Fern's probiotic. Um, And I think what makes it so different is that you don't need to refrigerate it, Mm -hmm. which Charity kind of enlightened us that... um, you know, with some other brands, how would you expect a probiotic that needs to be refrigerated to get where it needs to go in your stomach, which mm-hmm. is obviously above a refrigerator temperature? <laughs> um, so we love it. They were so gracious to give us a discount code for you guys as well, which is Detox15. D-E-T-O-X 15, which will get you 15% off of whatever you order. 
Um, and word on the street is that there might be a new flavor of protein mm, yes. coming soon. So exciting. So you can find Silver Fern at www.silverfernbrand.com. So that's S-I-L-V-E-R-F-E-R-N-B-R-A-N-D.com. So please go check them out. I've been using the coupon code for myself. Yeah. So go check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, and we're so excited for you to try it. Thanks, Silver Fern. Yeah. Thank you, Silver Fern. We are talking to Carla Romo, um, and I am just going to read this off of your website because I don't want to get it wrong. So she is a certified professional coach and energy leadership index master practitioner. That is a mouthful, but um, Carla is amazing, um, and she's going to talk to us all about dating and relationships, and she's just going to fix your life. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> fix your life, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's take a step back a little bit. So how, tell us about like your background, how you got into this, how you became an entrepreneur and how you got into the relationship side of things. Yeah. So I'm just going to hit like back into my childhood because people are always like, how does one become a dating and relationship coach? I'm like, great question. Here's my answer. Um, and so it really actually started with my childhood. Um, my father was abusive. So I grew up with domestic violence and I really just didn't love myself. Like I thought I loved myself. I thought I knew what self-worth was, but like that deep inner self-love, I just didn't have because it came out in relationships. And what I mean by it came out in relationships is I was in toxic relationships and I was picking partners that were never going to fill the self-love I needed inside, but I wanted to get, I wanted love, right? And I wanted worth and I wanted to feel enough from these people who were honestly just treating me like shit. And it was certain behavior patterns as well. I always say I played a part in it, right? It's not just like I was, you know, these men were terrible and that's all it is, is that I also had another side to me, which is the lack of self-love. And that's actually something I coach on today very much heavily. So is filling ourselves up with love. So we build the foundation for relationships and it wasn't until my early 20s that I was working this job, this crazy job. I, I used to work in television, and it can be very crazy and stressful. I was working this crazy job in this insanely crazy, abusive, toxic relationship. And I was like, you know what? Like, I need to just get out of the country. Like, I need to just leave right now. And so I booked a flight to Ireland. And I was standing in the Wicklow forest and it's like the most spiritual moment I think I've ever had. It just was so profound for me. And I wasn't much of like a spiritual person before. Um, and I'm not spiritual in the sense of like crystals and things like that as much, but I'm very like, my spirituality is very like close to me. And I was just standing in the Wicklow forest and I just saw like two paths in front of me. It was like, you can continue down the path of like toxic relationships or you have the choice to start the relationship with yourself and to truly actually love yourself. And it was in that moment that I literally was like, I'm going to be okay. Like I am going to be okay. And I'm going to choose this relationship with myself. And so I actually started on my own self love journey and I just learned how to, you know, fill myself up with love. And part of that was ending that abusive relationship and taking time to learn like what healthy relationships are, 
What is it I really actually want in life? Is it kids? Is it to get married? You know, what are the red flags of relationships? What are the red flags of even dating? And why am I attracting these people? What, what do I have control over to change within that I can be able then to like attract, right? It's like the law of attraction, then attract the right type of people in my life. And so I did that and I, I, it just was like so profound for me that I was like, you know what, like I need to quit my job that I'm doing because it's not fulfilling me in that way. Like it was a very ego driven uh, industry and you know, there was, it was fun. It was create, I was creative, things like that, but it was not fulfilling my purpose in life. And so I always say in life, like it's what you make of it. And and I, I look at it as like, I took lemons and I made lemonade. Like, you know, the crazy shit that happens to me as a child with, you know, domestic violence and, and things like that. And then being in toxic relationships to actually being in an abusive relationship to loving myself and being able to have the most valuable relationship with myself and then wanting other to help others experience that as well. And so that's kind of like, I just had this moment where I, I literally was like, I was working on a show and I was like, okay, this is it. Like I just had this moment at night and I was like, I could literally die tomorrow and never feel like I'm living out my purpose. And I was like, what am I afraid of? What, like, what am I afraid of? I'm, I'm holding back, helping other people, right? Like through dating relationships, their breakups. And it, because I'm fearful, right? I'm fearful of like taking this big step to quitting this, you know, career that I was successful in and, and really starting my own business. And so it was that moment that I was like, you know what? I'm going to get certified. I signed up for a certification process. In the in the meantime, I quit my job and I transitioned into coaching full time and speaking and doing workshops and events. And it is the best choice I could have ever made for myself. Like I am just so happy. I'm so passionate about it. Like so fulfilled and it like, honestly, it just gives like, it's like, I always say like, follow your intuition, like that gut feeling and it feels right. Like it feels a hundred percent right. Oh my gosh. Like, where do we even start? It's like <laughs> amazing. Um, I would love to hear. So you spoke about your childhood and then kind of connecting the dots to relationships you were in. Um, when you grew up, I'm curious what that light bulb moment was like for you. Like, did that take time to unpack or when did you realize the connection there? So I love that question. And it's like, there's multiple light bulbs, right? Because intuitively, and I always say this, like if you are in a relationship that doesn't feel right and your gut's telling you it's not right, it's not right. Like follow your gut. Like that, you know, it's like follow your damn gut. But a lot of times you don't want to. You make excuses or you're really excited because the dopamine, like actual chemical processes are going on in your body. Like, it's like, this is exciting. This is fun. Um, but my first inkling, like my first light bulb was when I was cheated on by an ex. And that was the first moment that I was like, wait a minute, like something, something's off, something's going on. And so I actually seeked therapy at the time, which I'm such an advocate for, you know, therapy and mental health and things like that, really reaching out and getting the help that you need. Um, and that was like the beginning of my journey of like realizing what was really going on in regards to the type of partners I was choosing. Um, that's so interesting. And can you talk about some of those red flags that came up throughout your relationships? Because I think so many times as women, we're taught to kind of like push that away. And it's like, oh, that's just boys being boys, like that whole stigma. So can you talk about that a little bit? Some of those red flags? 
Yeah. So I would say, and, and, and in general too, like things start moving really quickly. That is like a very big red flag. Like it just seems so exciting and almost so perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's like this person is paying so much attention to you and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, could it get any better? Mm -hmm. And then it's at that point that things start to kind of change. It's like a little switch. And then it's like once that person, and I'm, and I'm mainly talking um, in regards to people who are very manipulative, mm -hmm. um, that it's, it starts to change. It's almost like the person gets you mm -hmm. and starts to slowly integrate like their sense of control onto you. Mm -hmm. And it's like little things like maybe like kind of making a negative comment about your friend mm. and have a moment to like, they, they're testing to see like how you react. And so it's kind of like, Oh, like my friend, like you just called my friend like a slut. Like that's not okay. Mm -hmm. and, and then, Oh, but I was just, and there's always some kind of like excuse and not taking ownership for what they're doing. Um, another thing too, is like arriving late to like things and, and not really having reasons, but, coming up with a big elaborate story to kind of like yeah. make think that it's real. Um, gaslighting is another really real thing. Like sitting there, seeing them text other people and being like, did you just send a text message that, that to a girl like that? I don't know. Like that mm -hmm. seems weird. And then being convinced that like, Oh no, there's, there's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. No, there's no text. Mm -hmm. There's never text message. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it, convincing you into thinking, well, oh, maybe I'm the crazy one. And if you ever feel like in the relationship that like, you're the crazy one, like you probably aren't the crazy one. Right. Like, say it out right now. And, mm -hmm. and even just going on like uh, first dates, like even taking it back, like out of the relationship red flags, right? Because you can be in a relationship that's manipulative and abusive and toxic and not realize until well in that you are being manipulated by this person, mm -hmm. right? But even just like first dates, there's subtle little signs like them talking about their ex, you know, uh, extensively, yeah, yeah about yeah. things or being rude to like the wait staff at like, you know, seeing that they don't have like a close knit group of friends, like mm -hmm. those kinds of things that just feel a little off, but maybe they seem like a really charming, cool person. So you kind of just brush it to the side. Mm -hmm. I'd say those are like a, a different tons of red flags that I've had, you know, clients really, you know, watch out for or experience themselves or I've even experienced myself. Mm -hmm. um, so you specifically mentioned the first date and I'm interested in that because I haven't been on a first date in a long time. Meg and I are both married. Um, so I'm interested in like, what's the dating world like now? Like what do you have to look out for, especially if there's so many like apps out there and you're not meeting people the typical way you used to meet people. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So dating today is a lot of, it is a lot of apps. It is, especially if like I'm in Los Angeles, right? So it's a big city and, and I actually teach or I coach clients, you know, worldwide, honestly, and, and all over the place kind of thing. But if you're talking specifically in cities, a lot of women are like single and they're on apps and there's like a ton of guys on these apps, right? Cause you got a lot of people in a city and they're dating and they're swiping through and, and honestly it doesn't even have to just be big cities. People in smaller, you know, areas are on apps too. But I'd say the number one thing is really think about like what your intentions are for like wanting to be on these apps. Is it just to hook up with somebody? Okay. Then that's fine. But if your intention is really to be in a serious relationship and you're really wanting to get to know somebody. There's ways that you can actually protect yourself on a first date 
before it gets to, you know, it gets uncomfortable or it's like in a, the person's inappropriate to you or just wants to hook up with you. So things like really like setting up the date to be at like a coffee spot and, you know, maybe offering to like split the check so it doesn't feel like a lot of pressure and keep it like casual and talk about things on a first date that are not about your deep rooted family issues or your, you know, exes that you both maybe weren't over and now you found each other, you know, all of these things, like I always say, like keep it light and polite, like very like not, you know, in depth things like that. I'd love to talk a little bit about making space. So I think back, so I met my husband in college, um, which I honestly think is starting to become a more unique situation. Um, I feel like there's a lot of single ladies in the working world, and I just think back, as you were mentioning, to those first couple years that are absolutely insane at work. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how to carve out space in your life to even entertain the thought of a relationship. Yeah, I think when it comes to space, it's really about like, what is, how do you define space, right? And like, how do you define balance in your life? What is it that you want? What is it that you need? And I really think about self-care as such a foundation. If I would have just, you know, understood self-care years ago, maybe my crazy career would have been a little bit more manageable, right? And dating wouldn't have been crazy and hectic, right? But really thinking about what is the care that you need to give to yourself first, because the most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. It doesn't matter if you have kids, you're married, whatever. You set the tone on the inside. And so creating that relationship and how you handle your stress and how you handle your self-care all translates into dating. Mm -hmm. If you are not taking care of yourself and you are going to work, answering emails super late, trying to go, you know, for drinks and things like that mm. with guys, you're trying to date or girls. It's like, it can be a lot. It can be very overwhelming mm -hmm. and it can be very stressful. And if you are already stressed about work, that seeps into your personal life, right? Mm -hmm. and so if you don't have tools to deal with self-care and allowing yourself time for a massage or going for a walk, like even like a 25 yes. minute, it sounds like so like a walk really, but yeah. it actually helps with creating space, creating balance in your life. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And I think, you know, one thing that I struggled with was exactly what you just said, feeling like I'm such a people pleaser. It was like I had to be available at all times. I would be answering emails till 10 or 11. But then people expect that of you. So that becomes their expectation. And then it's almost like you're treading water trying to keep up with this unrealistic expectation that you set. So I think boundaries are so important and I'm still working on them, I guess. Do you have any like tips you could give our listeners or like goals you recommend for your clients? Like when you look at your work day, how to work that in? Yep. So, uh, creating boundaries. And I just want to touch on what you just said, like creating boundaries is huge. Like I'm so glad you said boundaries because that is like everything, right? That I always say creates that foundation. So a couple of tips, even let's just look at one work day. It's Monday morning. You had a great weekend. You had some fun, you know, now you're back to like the working grind. So I'd say pick one thing that you want to do for yourself that day. Maybe that's going to yoga. Maybe that's meditating. Um, maybe that's 
making sure that you meal prep to eat all of your meals so that you don't have to like worry about coming home late at eight o'clock at night and trying to cook a dinner, but you're freaking exhausted. So maybe you get takeout or maybe you just kind of eat cereal, which is not necessarily always a sufficient meal. And then all the types of little things that you can do, they're just little tweaks in your life to help make it more convenient, easier for you, but they make such a difference, especially like if you are working and you're hustling and you're doing your thing, it's like anything that you can do to create space in your calendar, like at lunchtime, go for a walk, walk outside, eat, don't eat at your desk. You know, these are all different things that you can do and tools of taking care of yourself during like a busy work schedule. I like that. And even like not in the dating world, I feel like that's so important to take time for yourself and prioritize yourself. It's like we want to shout it from the rooftops. Um, So getting into, um, you know, navigating the dating world. So I hear my friends who are single say a lot like, oh, like, you know, I'm in my like late 20s. Like, I don't know if like it's going to happen for me. Like, what do you tell clients who are in that mindset? Like, it just seems like there's not a guy out there or a girl out there that fits your needs and fits in a relationship with you. What do you tell people? Yeah. So I always say I if I didn't believe that you could find somebody, I wouldn't do what I was doing. Like 100%. Let's get real. And the other thing too is really acknowledging and facing your fears around it. Because when I hear clients say that, like I've got a client, she's in her thirties and she's like, Oh, like literally we were having this conversation yesterday. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so old. I feel like I'm just not going to be attractive soon and I'm not going to find that person to settle down with. And it really came down to what are the fears that are stopping you, right? Because you are not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like we are never our thoughts. They just pass. They just come. They just go. You know, you are not your feelings either. It's okay to feel the fear, but it's also important to be able to see that there is another side to the fear and that sometimes it's just about reframing it. Like I'm never going to have, you know, a partner in life, maybe reframing it to I'm open to what comes my way Mm -hmm. and just looking at it that way, whether you believe in that or not over time, if you can continue to tell yourself that you become more open and you actually start to believe that. Yeah, I love that. So you're finding out you're so passionate about this and then you decide to leave your job. So I think that's something that all of our listeners love to hear about and it's something I'm always so curious about. So tell us what that was like, what was running through your head um, and how it felt. Okay, so I had so, it was like this moment of, okay, let me back up a little bit. So what gave me the sign of like, I need to do this was one of the, my boss essentially called me and was like, Carla, what is going on with you? Like you are, you are somebody who is always like on top of your work and you're doing that. You're just doing the bare minimum now. And so it's, it's like those expectations. I started creating boundaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I had worked for this person in a year and a half and I'm working for them again, yet I've changed so much within And at this time as well, I was getting certified. I was finishing up a certification for, you know, coaching. And I was like, you know what? I'm fearful yet financially. I figured out like what it is I need to do. And 
I have the vision of my business and I've been coaching people on the side. It's time just to fucking do it and like pull the plug and just go for it and just allow like whatever is meant to be and whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And I can only control my part, which is getting myself out there, uh, meeting more people, networking, asking for people to refer, you know, clients that are having issues with dating, relationships, breakups, starting to create events where I'm bringing community of women together and, you know, a sisterhood through growth, like all of these things. I was just like, you know what? Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have no regrets about it because if it doesn't work out, I want to be able to say at the end of the day that I tried my hardest and that I did the best I could. And so far, everything has been amazing and even better than I could have ever imagined. And I think that that is just something to say, right? And if I could tell myself anything a year ago, it would be don't worry about the finance side of things. Don't worry about getting clients. Just do what you feel intuitively is right, what's best, what you've read. Talk to other coaches. I had a business coach for a little bit. Follow what they say and just implement that into your business. And I'm I'm really happy I did all of that because I'm 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 really excited to where I am right now in my coaching business and speaking. That's amazing. That's so inspiring. I feel like it takes so um, so much belief in yourself to do something like that. So amazing. Um, I'm curious. This is kind of a silly question, but what was your like first day? of work like at when you were working for yourself? Did you freak out or did you just like jump into it? Like I'm on it. I love that. Okay. So I didn't consider my first day, which is so funny that you said this. I don't consider my first day until I, until the day that I launched my website, even though I had been coaching and like, you know, doing things like on the side for like business and everything. I was not, I was like, okay, like this is the day that I launch and this is what <laughs> happens. So I had like set everything up to go. Like I had set my newsletter up. I had sent like, I have a, I had, I have a seven days to self love like program that I had like ready to go everything. I was like, okay, my social media. So I say like the first day of that was really just like getting the word out and like posting it to different social media outlets and then just chilling and like waiting to see. <laughs> happens like that's honestly what it's what it was like the first day that's amazing I love that I like I can just like imagine like okay launched let's see what happens because <laughs> that would totally couch, like hey okay. right that would totally be me I'd be like well now what do I do <laughs> so how did you decide because I'm always curious about this like how do people come up with their names of their business but your name of the business is your name so like what made you decide that you wanted to be to put your name on it rather than go with like another title for your business I actually my all like my Instagram is I am Carla Romo my Facebook is I am Carla Romo and my website is I am Carla Romo.com Mm -hmm. because Carla Romo was taken and it was really expensive. And I was like, I'm not buying that domain. I was yeah. like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm all about affirmations and owning yourself, like your confidence in your space of like who you are in relationships, in dating, in your breakup, like very much like owning that core person. And so I was like, that's fitting. 
I am CarlaRomo.com. And so, and so the other thing too with it is that I don't call it, it's Carla Romo dating and relationship coach. I don't call it anything else. Uh, the reason being is that I, I look to brand myself as like a speaker and as a coach being Carla Romo. Mm -hmm. So that's really, I wanted to really focus in on me as a person and branding that as my business. It's so cool. I love that. I think it's so, because it's just like, it's truly you and it's you stepping into this new, um, you know, venture, which is amazing. Um, I'm curious what your favorite self-care, now that we've talked about how important it is, what's your favorite forms of self-care? Yeah, I've got a couple, all right? Like, <laughs> self-care. One of my favorites is to get a massage. And I'm not, it doesn't have to be like an expensive massage. Like here in Los Angeles, we have places that are like $25 for an hour foot massage. And like they do your feet, they do your back, like, you know, everything. And it's awesome. Like, and it's yeah. not sketchy, I promise. It's not like, <laughs> you know, place. Uh, so I like to go there and I also love to work out. And sometimes that looks like going to the gym. Sometimes that looks like spinning. Sometimes that looks like hiking. Those kinds of things just to release the endorphins and like get that going. Like take so like it is like my my magic pill. Mm -hmm. I go, I work out. I don't have like well, sure everyone has stress, but I don't yeah. have the amount of stress or anxiety that I have after the workout. Mm -hmm. So that's another one. Um, and then also is spending time with friends and family mm. and traveling like it sounds like it could be a luxury to travel but that I look like I, I get so much inspiration out of traveling and I feel like I really get back to who I am anytime that I go travel somewhere it's just this feeling I feel like it's very spiritual for me mm -hmm. so I would say you know traveling working out friends and family all of those types of things I think it's it's really a collective that helps me stay on track for my self-care. Mm -hmm. I feel like working out for me, I never want to do it when I wake up at 5.30 in the morning. But once I'm done, I feel like I'm invincible and I can conquer the day. And it's so true. It's like my secret. Everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, it's my secret. Um, I, I get up at 6.18 a.m. to do my work. 6 6.18. <laughs> Um, I'm also curious, so you obviously have so many different clients. Are there any themes that you consistently see, if you can talk about that when you're coaching your clients that, you know, we can maybe reassure our listeners are normal fears for people? Yeah, you guys even touched on one just a little bit ago is this fear of forever being alone or forever being the single friend. Mm -hmm. That's a huge fear of my clients like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 30 or oh my gosh, like not even just 30. Okay, like even if you are, I have a client and she is in her 20s and that is one of her fears, like very much so like she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to end up with like nobody and it's like, no, let's, let's address what the people are around this first before we decide that you are going to forever never find anyone. Right. Like you just become that one person in this world on this planet. <laughs> uh, another thing too is um, relationship patterns. So I get a lot of clients, um, sometimes they're going through breakups and they're like, man, like that's, that's a lot of time during reflection, right? You're going mm -hmm. through a breakup. You're like, whoo, I did it again. Like right. what? on like there is something to this uh so i'd say you know breakups that 
triggers a lot of people into self-reflection of feeling like, man, like what can I do differently? I don't like the behavior patterns I have been doing. And then people in relationships, a lot of a, a theme, a lot of times is self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a great relationship. It's loving yet You keep wanting to pick a certain fight. So what's really going on, you know, with this, or mm-hmm. you're in a great loving, deserving relationship yet you are finding everything that's wrong with this person or yet you don't feel you're deserving enough. Mm-hmm. So we kind of work around that block so you can feel connected with yourself in order to feel connected with your partner. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those are just a mix of a couple different things that I see you know, clients with at all levels and aspects of what they're going through. Yeah, so interesting. So I want to get a little like playful with this. So I want to do like a a scenario. So you walk in for a first date and you've never met this person before. You walk in, you see them sitting at the table and you're like, okay, like they look good. They match their picture. They're not like some total like different person. (laughs) Um, You sit down. What do you talk about? Like, what do you, how do you spark the conversation? You know, how do you keep it going without you know, getting too deep into like your personal lives. Cause I feel like that's a little intense for a first date. Yeah. I agree. It's a little intense. <laughs> I always suggest to my clients is like, keep it simple, like keep it light. But, and I was literally just talking to a client about this. If you can go into a date and ask questions that like you want to get to know them or whatever needs or wants you, you need for a future partner or want for a future partner, there's ways to ask the questions. So things like you're looking for a partner who is, you know, financially stable for themselves and enjoys their career. So instead of going on the date and sitting down and saying like, hey, so like, what do you do for work? You can say, what was like the most fun project that you worked on this year? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of get a feel for like, okay, are they, so they have a career. They start talking about what they do because they're going to mention that. So that's already taken care of. Then they're going into the project. And if they don't seem passionate about it, then right there, you know, like this person isn't that like into their job. And maybe, right, like not everybody loves their job. Mm-hmm. So then, it's, you know, it's good to ask a different, you know, array of questions. If something like, you know, somebody who's like culturally diverse and like travels or is like open to, you know, different cultures and trying different foods or things like that. You can ask like, what's the most exotic place you ever traveled or what is like, if you were to have like any dish like ever again repeated, like what would it be? Like just Mm -hmm. things like that, that instead of like, what's your favorite food? Where have Mm -hmm. you traveled? Which are okay questions. Yeah. But really get to know somebody for exactly like their personality, like the things that you're looking for just by tweaking the questions slightly and mm-hmm. tweaking them to around what you're looking for in a partner. Mm. Such good advice. And then I think to f- go off of that, so a question that I hear friends talk about a lot is after said first date, say you don't hear back for a day, when do you reach out? Like when, what is the appropriate thing to do after a first date? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't believe in like the three day rule. No. I don't believe in he only has to reach out, <laughs> but I do believe in giving a little bit of space. So maybe after the date immediately, if you had a good time, I, I, I would maybe chill. A hey, do you want to hang out again? <laughs> <laughs> like, go out again, like texting, like, Hey, uh, 
Um, but I think there's nothing wrong for um, a woman to reach back out and say, like, the next day, hey, I had a really great time with you. I would be open to seeing you again. And you can kind of leave the ballpark in that person's response. Or, you know, it's like, I had a really great time. Um, and making some funny comment joke, you know, whatever that you guys laughed about and, mm-hmm. and then leaving it at that. So it's kind of a way to open the doors for that person to also respond. And it also shows that you take initiative as well, like through being interested and being able to speak up. It shows you're confident mm-hmm. whether or not a person like decides to respond or doesn't want to go on a date or does want to go on a date. It's showing that you're assertive and you're confident. Mm-hmm. I love that. Whenever I hear anybody like a girl say like, oh, I have to wait like three days before no. I text him or I won't text him until he texts me. I'm like, girlfriend, you are doing it the wrong way. It's not. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great advice. And I think that's one thing um, that I tell my friends if they ask me for advice, like, you know, how did you and Don get together? How did it work out? And I'm just like, we we got rid of those games. Like we we'd said right off the bat, like we're not playing games and we'll text each other if we want to text each other. We'll talk if we want to talk. And we'll just see what happens. Be, and and that worked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the key. That's the secret. And everybody thinks it needs to be like this whole thing. And it doesn't have yeah. to be. Yeah. So. No, if, if you can break it down to you're just literally two humans trying to get to know each other. Right. That, it's like. <laughs> Cut the BS of the games out. Like, cut the three-day rule, waiting, like, get angry. Like, it's so weird. How did that happen? Do you know what I mean? Like, how have all these elaborate (laughs) things happened in our society? It's weird. (laughs) I think culturally, right, like, back in the day, like, you know, it was, like, a thing where the man, like, needed to be chivalrous and, and, you know, the assertive one to show the power. But that is not the case, at least Mm -hmm. for the I coach like the women that I coach like they've got their like shit together you know they've got it going on and like they want to be confident and feel confident on these dates and I think that's such like a way to own your confidence and own your worth is like being able to be somebody that can even gesture like hey like you know I had a great time Mm -hmm. yeah um I'm gonna do a double question Sorry, I know, crazy. Um, but it just popped into my mind. So what if you're in a situation, and sorry, like asking for all my friends, um, what if you're in a situation um, and you're like, okay, this guy is really cool. He's, he's just not my type and I don't see it going any further. How do you have that conversation without like hurting them or without, you know, catching them off guard or I don't, yeah. How do you have that conversation if you're not feeling it? Honesty and keeping it simple, like truthfully. Like if you find them to be a really cool person, I always say like give the like it's like a sandwich, right? Give the positive, share the negative and give the positive. So it's like hey, like you know, you're such a really cool person. Unfortunately, like I just don't feel like I'm vibing with you on that level. But, like, best of luck to, like, you out there in, like, the dating world. Like, you know, you've got this. Something like that, especially if they, like, are fun and, like, you guys banter and they really are, like, a cool, chill person that way. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of, like, sandwiching it but keeping it really simple. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to be able just to tell somebody, like, your honest truth and how you feel. Let's talk a little bit about breakups. So how do you feel about after you break up with someone? Can you still be friends with them? Like, what's your view on that? I think it 
honestly just depends. More time than not, clients, uh, it's not the best for them to be friends with their exes, at least like right away, because there is something about giving yourself that space. And if you are, if you are going to be friends with your ex, you need to reestablish the relationship. Mm -hmm. and what that means. And it does, it takes a lot of emotional power on both people's sides. So maybe you feel like, yeah, like we could totally be friends and I'm totally on board. More times than not, the other person is not reciprocating that. Mm -hmm. And they might feel like they are, but they might not actually be able to emotionally get there yet. And everybody processes breakups differently. So both people are literally processing this. Yes, it's the same relationship, but the breakup completely differently. Everybody reacts differently. You're all, you're both, you're each own person, like, you know, those kinds of things. And so I would say if you were going to be friends, you know, really think about what your motives are around being friends, because you don't want to have in the back of your head, maybe we'll get back together because mm-hmm. that happens a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, maybe we'll get back together. And that's also part of the bargaining stage of a breakup too is that you can actually have that where you're kind of like trying to, you know, figure out and bargain and like, well, maybe we could make it work. Right. And, and so I would really suggest like giving yourself time and space and like, not just like a week away from texting this person. Like (laughs) if you need to like, you know, block them with, Mm -hmm. you know, like on Instagram or Facebook, cause it's just too hard for you and you can't see them a friend that way, or it's going to be too much, you know, with them in your face, whatever on your feed. It's like, those are ways to take care of yourself and your part in regards to maybe one day being friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's so hard now, like with all the, the social media, like Instagram story, even in Snapchat story, I mean, you could be constantly seeing your ex. So I can't imagine how hard that would be not being able to just like cut that off so hard and like I give props to everybody in the dating world right now that has to do that um so um how do you go about like if you're on a date and it's going terribly like how do you yeah how do you get out of that (laughs) all right so if you're on a date and it's just like terrible and you're like what is going on I actually always say (laughs) like you don't have to stay you know yeah And it's like one of those things that if if your gut's telling you like this is off and it feels off or you don't feel right, Mm -hmm. you can excuse yourself. Like there is, nobody is forcing you to stay on a date. And if you really aren't feeling comfortable to do that, because some, some clients have said they, you know, they'd rather stick it out than, you know, speak up or or leave or kind of thing. Then I would just suggest to like make the your exit very clear in regards to boundaries. Like, don't give the person a hug. Don't Throw your them. glass on the floor and peace <laughs> <laughs> out. Bye. Uh, but I would say to really like you know check in with yourself and make sure that you are creating boundaries so that you can leave this date feeling you know okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be so scary to do that. However after you did it, it would be like the most empowering thing in the entire world. You'd be like, I just did that. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Okay. One more question for you. So how do you feel about friends with benefits? I have no problem with friends with benefits. As long as you know what your intentions, what your motives are, and that you're dealing with any kind of issues, right? That like, 
are going on on the inside. So if you're doing friends with benefits because you don't want to speak up that you are, you know, really liking this person that they don't want anything with you. So you've settled with friends with benefits. I'd say that's probably not the healthiest choice for you. Mm. If you really are just at a point in your life where you're like, I don't want a real relationship. I'm a human being. I have sexual attraction. Mm. I've got a friend and they're friendly and we both are mutually and have talked about and are on the same page that we're just friends with benefits, then I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes you've got needs. you just got to get those taken care of. <laughs> um, so to wrap it up, I want to make sure that our listeners know where to find you, what you have coming up. So let's just talk about that for a minute. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, my Instagram is I am Carla Romo, which is Carla with the C, Romo, R-O-M-O. My website is I am com, so you can find me there. And what I've got coming up is I do different events in Los Angeles, and I'm actually looking to expand nationwide. Cool. So I do these workshops for women, and I do it uh, with other coaches at times. And so we're really looking to expand nationwide, bring it to different cities. So if you are interested, totally reach out. Yeah, and we'd love to have you in Boston. <laughs> guys are in and then maybe I can come and meet you guys and do a workshop yeah that would we should that would be amazing so we'll talk offline about that um but thank you yeah thank you so much for coming on tonight we really appreciate you coming on your day off of work and talking to us Um, so you can find us at detox and chill podcast as always dot com on instagram on iTunes, on Stitcher. Please re- um, leave us a five-star review. Um, we really need that um, to get a little bump in the iTunes ratings. So please go and do that. We love you all so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.